Hello, everyone, and welcome to Choices Finding Your Joy. Paula Vale here. I am so thrilled to share today's show with you. I am a huge wolf lover. I wore my wolf shirt for us today. <laughs> we have the honor of speaking with Teo Alfaro. He is an author, a speaker, a transformational teacher, and a sanctuary founder. He wrote the amazing book, The Wolf Connection. Teo, I want to say welcome and thank you so much. Hi, Paula. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, I'm just honored and I'm just thrilled to hear about your book and everything you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I would love to begin with having you share a bit of your background and, and what brought you to the amazing, beautiful work that you're doing and sharing with others today. So I grew up in Argentina uh, from Italian descent. Uh, and uh, since early age, uh, I was very curious about finding or sensing that there was something else beyond what meets the eye, you know, the world of energy. So I began uh, early in life, uh, reading different material and you know some oriental traditions and and celtic traditions and eventually i came across the writings of uh, an anthropology and shamanistic student uh, by the name of carlos castaneda and he lived here in los angeles so uh, his writings captivated me and when i finished writing i said well i need to find this man and study from him so i came to the states uh, searching for him um, and so I became an apprentice and I'm a teacher of that work uh, for the last, you know, almost 20 years, 15 years. So um, that what brought me to the States. And then uh, one of the main um, premises of this lineage, this, this body of work, is the concept of, uh, of finding the path with heart. And that, energetically speaking, that means uh, the, 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 the premise says that in the world of energy, everything is the same. Every path is equal to the, to the one next to it. So it's a matter of choice. And you choose a path that has heart for you, so the journey is enjoyable. The journey is expanding, expansive. So and Wolf Connection became that something that I was looking for. Even that I had in my, in my mind, I have formulated that I was going to work with wolves and help create this program, um, helping young people and so on. But here we are. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, well let's begin um, first with uh, your book. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would love to have you share some things about your book. Sure, sure. Um, well, the book, uh, um, I, I know you're, you, you're reading it. I don't know how far along you are. There's a chapter, uh, chapter six, that talks about the cosmic wolf. So the whole, wolf, the whole book is set up in, in different realms, um, which I describe as different uh, cognitive ways of referring to the wolf. So we have the ambassador wolf, which things that happen at the ranch, the wild wolves in the, in, you know, in, in the in the wilderness, and then we have the uh, um, the ritualistic wolf, the the uh, 
um, the human wolf. So the chapter six is called the um, cosmic wolf. And the, this chapter refers to a, um, uh, an experience that I had, a download that I had from wolf consciousness uh, in a state of uh, conscious dream, dreaming. And, and the wolf gave me very particular instructions and, and information about who humans are, who the wolves are, and who we are to each other, how we came to be, how we came to this planet. Um, uh, even describes in detail uh, the moment we created the ego, self-reflection, and why was that, and, and what went wrong. So, um, and one of the instructions of, the, of, of wolf was that I do not keep those messages for myself. I do not keep that knowledge that I need to share it. So, um, so that chapter really was the, the birthplace of the book. And then I, there's a lot of science in the book that integrates mythology, integrates, um, you know, energy work, uh, integrates um, indigenous, indigenous tradition uh, in a way that, um, what do, how do I say this? I aim to, to make the, the book relevant for this time. Um, and I, I'm, I'm happy with it. I, I think I, I achieved that to a, to a good extent. What would you say are some of the most powerful gifts we can gain from the wolves and learn from the wolves? Well, the, the, the number one is the gift of heart. Oh. Uh, the wolf has uh, this heart-centered presence that is undeniable and that can be the uh, pathway forward for humanity, right? If we, if we uh, subordinate this to this, so this can navigate um, the, the due diligence, but this sets the path, this, you know, the heart sets the direction. Um, that's really all we need. And, and the wolf demonstrate that very clearly. Um, beyond that, I mean, uh, indigenous traditions speak about this for, you know, in, in many different ways. Uh, the wolf has taught us uh, courage and altruism and loyalty and love and um, compassion and collaborative work um, and sustainability. And, you know, is the teacher for many traditions. So, um, what I, all I'm doing really is to reclaim uh, a, a relationship that the wolves and humans had for millennia so it can become relevant again and it can help humans. I mean, wolves are fine. It can help humans in, uh, in getting a clue and finding the next iteration of our existence on this planet. I love it. I love it. And in the book, you you have you speak about nine different realms. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like I said, they are like different um, cognitive ways, as you know, psychological, emotional ways to refer to the wolf. So most people think of the wolf, and it's just the animal hunting deer and caribou in in the wild, which is you know accurate. Uh, but in addition to that, that's just a beginning for me. In addition to that, there is an ambassador wolf, which is the work that is done at the ranch with the wolves that I have 
and the, the wall therapy programs that uh, uh, we created. Uh, there's the uh, mythological wolf, refers to the, all the creation stories all around the globe. Um, ritualistic wolf, uh, what all the indigenous traditions have done with that mythology. There's all kinds of wolf rituals uh, across the globe. It's not only people think of wolf rituals and they think Native Americans, but you also uh, indigenous cultures from uh, Europe and from Asia and Russia and even uh, Middle East. Uh, they have um, rites of initiation and wolf mythology that they have turned into rituals. So each chapter is really like a mini book on a particular uh, you know, wolf topic. Yes, I love it. I love it. Tell us uh, what the wolf therapy is. What is that? Well, it's a term that I coined that's really basically um, uh, it's a practical application of all these principles. So um, it's, you know, on the surface, it's an encounter therapy, it's an animal therapy for to, to heal trauma and to heal emotional, psychological, and, and energetic pain. Um, and it draws from um, all these areas that I just mentioned, you know, anthropology, mythology, indigenous traditions, a science, um, uh, you know, biology, coevolutionary biology, um, uh, behavioral sciences, um, obviously psychology. So, you know, we put it all together to create an experiential program that, um, that's why I say in the book that the connection with the wolves is beyond language because it's a primal connection that evolutionary speaking uh, took place or originated Yes. For DNA, uh, the memory of our connection with wolves is prior to language. Oh, I love it. And tell us about that, the sweet first little wolf that came into your life. Her name, story. her name was Tala, um, Sue for wolf. And, and she was really special. I mean, she... She transformed my life. You know, this uh, this little puppy um, was was bred at a backyard breeder in the suburbs of Los Angeles by someone that wasn't really didn't know how to take care of these animals, and 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 I'm offered the animal as a you know if I wanted to buy it, if I wanted to rescue it, and and I said no. I was busy. I was traveling. I was lecturing. I was teaching. I didn't have the time for a pet. And, um, and it was offered again, and I said, not again. And it was offered a third time, I said, not again. And, and this little puppy would not take no for an answer. I mean, you know, energetically speaking, she kept coming back. Um, and one day, I, um, a friend of mine ended up keeping her. And one day I said, well, why don't you? My friend had other dogs. She kept Tala, and then they, the dogs were having problems. They, they didn't like Tala, they were hurting her. So one day he called me for uh, for help, and I said, "Well, you know, bring her over for a couple of days until things <laughs> come down." Which is probably Tala's way to get her <laughs> her paw in the door. So um, that first night that I had, I had, I locked her up in the kitchen because she was not potty trained. She didn't want her to pee or you know chew my furniture. And that first night, in uh, around one in the morning, she began howling. And that little puppy howl um, did something to me. I mean, it changed me at a, at a, 
at a fundamental level and and I could not leave her and and so so we became inseparable she started coming with me everywhere and and then looking for a playmate for her I ended up finding what we call the original pack of Wolf Connection 16 wolves and wolf dogs that became the founders of the place um uh, but all led by this 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 puppy. She never said a word. It was all this silent, heart opening presence and guidance. Oh, such love! Oh my gosh, that's just beyond everything. That that kind of love, isn't yep. it? Yep. Yeah. Oh. So tell us about the the sanctuary. So Wolf Connection is a it's a nonprofit organization. Um, uh, you know, we, we exist thanks to the generosity of many donors that, that, that uh, are supporters support over the years. Um, so we, are, uh, we have a, a dual purpose. So we, are, um, we rescue wolves and wolf dogs all across the country. These are animals that are either bought as illegal pets or uh, we have a number now that I came from uh, fur farms you know, where they get being raised for the pelt. Yeah. So, um, so we currently have 35 uh, wolves at the ranch. And uh, so we rescued them all over the country. We got one yesterday. We are receiving a couple more next week. So once they come to the ranch, what makes us different from other places is that we rehabilitate them physically, emotionally, uh, psychologically, and that can take months. And then they become ambassadors in the, in the world of humans. They uh, began sharing a message. They, um, they opened themselves up to our program participants. And then so we, we create a structure, a program structure that helps uh, convey or translate the wolf behavior or the wolf message into ways that people can use them. I love it. I love it. Would you like to give us an example of something you've seen doing this, such as possibly bringing in an injured wolf or traumatized, you know, wolf dog? What, what kind of changes do you see happening? Well, most of the wolves that we bring to the ranch have some degree of trauma. Uh, successfully and keep and have it as a pet in their homes and they have it, the proper enclosures and so on. So, but those are not the wolves that we see here. The wolves that we see here are the ones that were unsuccessfully owned uh, or bred for the wrong reasons and eventually people uh, either give them up or are uh, confiscated by authorities so in that process you know the majority of the wolves that got, come to us come malnourished come with uh, with disease or come um, you know we got a, we got one not too long ago one of the years that almost missing it was just eaten up by flies and that was never treated so they, they basically have the year is missing just because it was uh, eaten by flies um, so 
brokenness that these wolves bring to the ranch is probably their greatest strength um, because they model a journey of healing and a, and a journey of discovery that is um, um, you know, amazing to witness and a great, you know, showing great leadership to the people that come to the ranch from foster care, uh, ex-gang members coming out of prison, battling uh, drug abuse. Um, they come also broken, they come also in pain, and they witness these wolves turning their lives around, giving life another chance, beginning to trust again, beginning to love again, beginning to, uh, you know, experience joy and, and, and again. So um, that alone is extremely, extremely healing. Yeah, that is powerful. That is powerful. You know, I, you know, what they can do for others, you know, having them, having seen them, feeling their, their caring and their trust and their love, it's life changing. How, how would the, the audience contact you or make a donation to help you with? Well, just coming to our website, wolfconnection.org, uh, wolfconnection.org. Um, there's plenty of ways of people to get involved. They can volunteer. They can come to one of our events and, and meet the wolves, uh, community events. Uh, they can just simply donate. Um, they can introduce us to their kids' school. So the, the kids can come or, or if they have any contact with. We've been doing also some um, corporate leadership programs. So some, uh, some big companies, uh, Fortune 500 companies come to the ranch. Um, you know, we charge them a hefty premium to do a team leadership and that premium helps us subsidize all the at-risk youth programs. So um, it's a win-win, you know, they get to experience something new and different. Uh, and, we, um, and they also get to support the uh, charity work that we do. Oh, I love it. I love it. That is just fantastic. And, you know, do you have, uh, can, can anyone volunteer to help or is it more just donation based? No, like I said, I mean, they can volunteer uh, and the different levels of volunteering. Some people can get more involved on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. Uh, some others can volunteer just um, uh, for our events, so a few times a year. Uh, it, it's depending on their, 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 you know, availability and, 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 and time. Um, like I said, donation, introducing us to a, to, to a school or to a foster care agency or to a company. You know, most people have a job and many of those companies have budgets for team building and, and leadership training. And there is no better teacher for pack building and leadership than a wolf. Yes, yes. Any recommendations what everyday people can do to help with what's happening to wolves all over the world? I mean, we really have to stand up for them. Any recommendations of what we can do coming together to help protect our wolves? Yeah, I mean, I, the, the place I'm coming from is a place of inclusiveness and a dialogue. Mm -hmm. um, having the, you know, the conservationist against the ranchers kind of mentality, that's the mentality that got us here. 
mm-hmm. divisive, divisive us versus them, wolves versus cattle, ranchers versus blah, 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 you know, yes. uh, vegan versus, I mean, all that stuff. Um, the moment we start labeling and separating ourselves, we lost the battle up front. There's nothing, I mean, we can stand up for the wolf, go and sign petitions, and that will help, um, that will be remedial, will help in the short term, but if we really, we really want to create a sustainable global ecosystem for all of us, it's about, it's about having a dialogue. It's about uh, understanding uh, where these cattle ranchers are coming from and uh, without um, uh, stereotyping anybody. You know, look, the wolf is probably the most stereotyped animal. You know, little red riding hood, the big black wolf, the three little pigs, you know, all that. I mean, that's a stereotype for the wolf. I mean, the wolves don't do any of that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and because of that stereotype is that wolves bring such a passion in humans, either for deep, deep love or, or horrible abhorrence that some people have when they say wolf. And no, people don't have the same reaction to other big predators as some of which are more uh, damaging than wolves are. So what can we do? I mean, first, look, first thing we can do is inner work. The first thing, I mean, the, the, the first person to change and the first person to evolve is the one staring you back in the mirror. Yes. And then from that heart center, opening, peaceful, you know, deep breath, deep um, uh, understanding, compassion, inclusiveness, then we can go and talk to anybody. And then you do your actions. But if we, if we come from a um, divisive or a combative point of view, I don't think we're going to get anywhere. Nothing done. And that's, you know, something I love about your book, Teo, is the Wolf Connection shares so much about wolves that will help people understand and see wolves a little differently as well. I hope so. I mean, that, that book is really my attempt at conservation. Yes. One, of the, one of the main things that wolf detractors say, um, people that have a more utilitarian view of the land, you know, um, like, you know, the forest is mine to cut, the water is mine to drink, the elk and the caribou is mine to hunt and eat. Right, that, that kind of um, more colonizing point of view mm-hmm. is that they ask the question, well, what do, hu- what do wolves do for humans? Right, I mean, the, the elk I can eat, the forest I can build a house with. What do wolves do for humans? They do nothing for us. Therefore, we need to eradicate them. They don't do anything. They, furthermore, they eat my elk and they eat my deer. So... In this book, I'm, I attempted to answer that question. What wolves have done for millennia for humans and what they can continue doing. And we need them. We need them for our planet. With just a few minutes left of the show, what last words do you want to leave us with, Teo? Well, first off, um, you know, I, ask, I like to ask people to buy the book and let me know what they think. Right? And, and pass, the, pass the love if they, they, they deem it worthy. And secondly is um, always to remember that many times we think you know, about immersing ourselves in nature as if it, nature is something outside of us. It's out there. You know, I need to get in my car and drive and then get to nature out there. And, and nature is in here. 
right? Uh, you know, our heart is wild, our heart is connected, our heart can can speak to a tree and to a river and to a and to a bird and to a right. So um, the, the the simple reminder, put a post-it in your in your fridge or in your in your bathroom mirror that we carry nature inside and we are if we pay attention to that we are constantly connected not only to nature but to ourselves and to each other oh. and, and that's really the bottom line i love that i love that that is a powerful statement and you know we, we are so connected with nature and the planet and the animals we're connected to the wolves you know how do you not love them we're connected to them we're connected particularly to the wolves. You know, now science is confirming what uh, indigenous people have been talking about for millennia. The wolf is the first animal we ever associated with, perhaps hundreds of thousands of years ago. I mean, it's, our history with wolves is unprecedented in any other relationship that we have in the, in the, in the uh, nature kingdom. Yes. Uh, so they have been literally walking by us for a long, long time. And, they, and, and if we allow them, they can help us find our path again. Yes, how beautiful that is. Isn't that just beautiful? Well, if you wouldn't mind, please share your website with everyone one more time before we say goodbye. Sure, for wolfconnection.org, you know, for, to see our charity work. Um, my own website, I mean, as a teacher, I have tailfellow.com. If someone wants to see um, you know, I do a few classes through the year. Most of my work is dedicated to Wolf Connection. Oh, thank you so much, Teo. I just, thank you. I am a huge fan of everything you're doing and your, your book is so precious to me. I have to buy more to give as gifts. It, <laughs> it's a beautiful gift to all of us. I appreciate that. And if you give passing along, please ask him to make, um, do a little, uh, um, Testimonial on on, uh, on Amazon. I don't know how they call it, because um, you know that always helps. Yes, you got it. Oh, Teo, thank you so much. Thank Love, you. Hugs and blessings, everyone out there. Thank you. Love, hugs and blessings. Oh, this was just so fantastic. <laughs> blessings. Live a happy life. Turn your average life into a happy life with Paula Vale's book, Why Am I So Happy? Tired of waking up to the same routine, but just a different day? Would you like to live a happy life effortlessly? We want to introduce you to Paula Vale, the author of Why Am I So Happy? Paula is a TV slash radio host, Reiki master slash teacher, and published author. She understands life's challenges and will guide you in releasing negative thoughts to find emotional and physical joy and balance. Paula shares tips on how to invest in yourself to become the joy-filled person you were meant to be. Paula's book, why Am I So Happy? is informative, inspiring, and overflowing with gratitude. Her words benefit both men and women and provide a guide to living a happy, healthy, fun, and prosperous life. Why live the happy life? Because you deserve it. It's that simple. Don't procrastinate because you could be living your happy life now. Purchase Paula's book, Why Am I So Happy? on Amazon.com today.